guys, I am thrilled to be bringing to you another super important conversation today. So over the past few weeks and for the next couple of weeks or this whole series, we're going to be bringing people and conversations to you that are really important to have. So we had the conversation with Claire around multiple sclerosis and we have today Beck Antonucci, who is a absolute gift to the world who I connected through Instagram with. She is all about radical acceptance of self. She is all about unbeatable body positivity. She is so authentic. She is fierce as fuck. She is hilarious and she is so embodied in her wisdom and the way that she encourages others to lean in to the stories that we tell ourselves and also fuck stigma. Beck tests positive to the herpes virus and the way that she encourages and supports women alongside that and then through that to live their most brave and free life is just phenomenal. There is so much misinformation out there about the herpes virus and I want to be part of living in a sex positive and well-educated culture and that means having these conversations and I am so thrilled that the work that Beck Antonucci is doing by sharing her experience and having these conversations with me so we can all share in them will help hopefully prevent and slay some of that stigma. So people who do test positive for the herpes virus feel less alone and realize that, you know, it's not the end of the world. You can live a full and amazing and fulfilling life. It is a skin condition. So without further ado, here is Beck Antonucci. Beck, the first time I heard you speak on Insta, I knew right away that I had to reach out to you because you're an absolute straight shooter and I'm stoked that we are finally getting to have a real life chat. How are you? Oh my God, what an awesome introduction. I am so good and I'm really excited to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much. Your time is very valuable. You work with a lot of women doing very important things, so I really appreciate you taking the time. You are a coach who spends a huge amount of time supporting women through body acceptance and like radical self-expression. You keep things sassy and spicy, which I love. You're all about vulnerability, positive psychology. And while this is not the main area you work in, it's a super important one. And that is slaying stigma, especially the stigma associated with the herpes virus. You absolute legend. Can you share how that came about with us? Oh, I want 100%. And, you know, thank you for your introduction. And also, but my biggest thanks is you actually having this conversation because it is so powerful. And I think it's so brave for the people willing to and open to holding space for this conversation because there's going to be so many listeners that this podcast actually supports. And you'll actually never know because they might not yet have the courage to reach out and say thank you. But I'm going to say it for them. So thank you so much for holding space for this conversation. Oh, you're welcome. I actually saw, we were connected through, we were just talking about this before, um, an amazing woman who's doing amazing work, Ellie from Comfortable in My Skin. And she even put up a post last night, I think it was around herpes. And she was like, no one comments on these herpes posts. So please someone just say something because there is that, that stigma. And I know like, you know, I get it. Like I can see, you know, well, I hadn't even thought about it to be fair until you know, I'm following and witnessing amazing women like you guys sharing about it and, you know, drawing a light to the fact that people, this is so common. This is such a common thing. And yeah, that there is this block and there is this stigma, but there doesn't need to be. So, you know, I have people who follow me that will message me and say, I watch what you do every single day, but I just can't hit that follow button just in case someone that I know sees that I follow you and thinks it's because I test positive for the herpes virus. And then what if people know about it about me and that person says something to someone who says something to someone else and everyone in my local town where I live will all know this thing that I never wanted anyone to know. So for a lot of my clients, sometimes their biggest, most courageous first step in connecting with me is hitting that follow button when there's so much shame exists for if anyone was to ever know this about me, 
it's at the moment the worst possible thought and feeling in my mind. Wow. That's, it's really seems to be, and it, I can understand why, like it's so deep rooted and it's all around that shame story, right? Like mm -hmm. it's sort of, you know, like that people tend to pick up and take on board as their truth. But how did this come about for you? Like, how did you see that this is something that, you know, you needed to speak about, that you needed to share? Like, what was that path like for you? Oh, yeah, I would love to share. I mean, uh, my biggest fear was anyone ever knowing this about me. I hated the thought of anyone ever finding it out. And I, from the moment that I tested positive for the herpes virus, I went on a personal vendetta <laughs> to, um, or a personal challenge to find a way to heal herpes naturally. I'm a very pro-natural health person. To find a way to never have to ever tell anyone that I tested positive. I felt like I could go to the Amazon and do some kind of plant medicine journey. And I would do them. I was traveling all around Australia. I was flying back and forwards to Byron Bay and I would come back and I'd go and do a blood test and it would say HSV2 antibodies detected. And I'd be like, no. And I was working with mentors and healers and shamans and any kind of holistic alternative remedy slash method to try and find a way for me to heal this part of me. Mm -hmm. That's what I went on a mission to try and do. And I realized in the end, the healing for me lied in the thought of people knowing that I test positive for the herpes virus, no longer having power over me. And so I decided one day that I had got to draw a line in the sand and speak about it publicly and no longer care about the thoughts and feelings and opinions of others and decide that my thoughts and feelings and opinions of myself were the most important. So I, on that day, was not feeling very empowered or very courageous, but really sick and tired, I guess, essentially of my own bullshit and caring so much about the potential thoughts and feelings of other people that I shared it publicly with the world. And that was kind of the catalyst of this entire journey. It was the thing that allowed me to actually realize that I don't get to be judged and I do believe in me and I am worthy to use my voice and I can be loved for all of my light and my shadow and accepted for all of my light and my shadow and beyond other people accepting me, what was most important was my own acceptance. And that was really the thing that catapulted me into being so bold and so daring and so brave because it was the thing that I feared the most. And I realized that it was actually so easy it was just my mind that created a massive story about what other people might think what other people might say or how hard it might be to be seen in this element of me but it's actually so simple and you you do it so well and you do it so authentically like it's so embodied in the way that um you know that you share that that you know, like you're so in that message, you're so integrated in your sense of self. And that's what's super empowering as well to witness. And that was another reason I was just like, dang, this, this woman is walking her talk. Like, and you could just see that in you. So regardless of whether you test positive for the herpes virus or you are a woman seeking to embody, you know, all the different elements of herself, I highly encourage you to go and find back and I will um, uh, link your Instagram profile and everything in the show notes. So hit me with some stats, lady. Like herpes is incredibly common, right? Oh, so common. I mean, I was having this conversation with one of my private groups yesterday. I, everyone always asks for stats. And yet I just still to this day do not believe personally that the stats are going to be true and real and a real representation of what exists in society. Some stats say 30% of people, some stats say 50% of people, some stats say 50 to 80% of people. It's just incredibly common. And one of the stats is approximately 70% of people are asymptomatic for the herpes virus, which means that you don't show symptoms and yet you're a carrier of the virus and can transmit. And that's why I believe that it, we will never truly know the, an accurate representation of statistics, even in Australia alone, because there are so many people walking around carrying the virus unbeknownst to them that they do test positive for it. And a big part of that reasoning is because a routine STI check when you go to your doctor is simply a urine sample, but to test for the herpes virus, you do, do, you do need to do a blood test to know if you test positive for it or not. 
And so if you go to the doctor and just get your standard screening, generally they're not going to test for it. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Some doctors say no and some doctors say they prefer not to test for it. And their reason being is that the mental health effects of knowing that you test positive for it are actually so much more severe than the actual physical symptoms. Um, my experience is living with herpes is very, very, very easy physically. Um, I'm pro-natural health. I pour a lot of effort and energy into taking care of my physical health through the quality of food that I eat, the quality of water that I drink and the movement that I do and the care that I put into my emotional well-being. So the, the virus is you know i except for a blood test i wouldn't really know that i test positive for the herpes virus but the emotional impact the shame that i went through and those years of denial when i found out that i tested positive that was a thing that had such a significant impact and imprint on my life doctors say that's the reason they don't test for it because it's worse for a person to know that they have it than to live not knowing that they have it that's wild that's wild but you know what it makes so much sense because the jokes like there's so many um like the first one that comes to mind is like the hangover joke um that they say it in there like about and i only watched it a couple of weeks ago you know like there's that herpes joke that going to vegas and that stays with you and it's like this um you know like it's marketed as like a punchline for many people um or it has been over the years and that's just not the case anymore and that I'm so glad that you guys are like, I wouldn't have even known that that would have been something that, you know, affected, like it was just like the running, a running joke sort of thing that it was a standard punchline, but it's lame and it's boring and it's completely untrue that, you know, we should be using herpes or any sort of, um, you know, skin issue as a punchline of any joke really. Well, I think it's a great opportunity for us all to stand up more and share our voice around things that we do think are hurtful or unfair. I know I know jokes and friends sharing jokes are a big part of the reason a lot of women in my space are scared to be honest with their friends and tell them that they test positive for the virus, fearing judgment because they have heard their social circles say a bad joke once and that's been left in their mind. I remember being at a brunch years ago before, when I was still feeling a lot of shame around it, hadn't told anyone about it, really feared disclosing, didn't want to tell any of my girlfriends in fear of what if one day we had a falling out and then out of spite they told someone and the next second all of Perth knew this about me. And I remember being at this brunch and one of the girls was talking about Tinder and something and she said, it's disgusting, don't go on Tinder, Tinder is disgusting and all men on um, Tinder have herpes. And in that moment, and then someone made a joke about herpes mm. afterwards. And in the, both of those comments felt like just like this sucker punch to my stomach. And I decided in that moment, the woman who made the comment about Tinder and the woman who made the joke, I could never share my truth with those two friends because they wouldn't accept me. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I wanted the world to open up and swallow me whole. And what was really funny about that moment is years later when I came out publicly on the internet, four of those 15 women from that breakfast shared with me that they also test positive for herpes. And I distinctly remember that breakfast I just, or that brunch. I distinctly remember who was there. And I remember my feeling when those comments were made. And I thought to myself, five of the 15 of us would have wow. all felt really terrible in that moment of those comments being made. And imagine if just one of us had the courage to say like, hey, that's a really unkind comment and it could affect more people than you realise and I would prefer that you not make jokes like that. Um, it would have been so brave and so bold for one of us and such powerful leadership for one of us to stand up and we wouldn't have realised we are standing up for a third of that table. That is wild. That's wild. And just that just goes, that makes me so like sad to think as well that, that so like a quarter, a third of that table was sitting there in pain and no one knew, which just goes to show that we're only ever scratching the surface with these sorts of things. And we never really know what someone is navigating and dealing with and how our comments and our actions could impact or imprint on someone else um, for far longer than what has just flipped off in the moment. And I truly don't think, you know, we're, we're also not encouraging unity and connection with our friends. The moment that I decided that person was judging me, was it true that she was judging me? She just heard bad jokes in movies. Mm -hmm. She's uneducated. Not, not many people are actually educated 
around what the herpes virus is. We've all been sold this stigmatized lie based on this societal conditioning and these beliefs that people have around the herpes virus. But have many of us actually sat down and spent time researching? I think, I know big generalization, but I would assume across the board, the answer is no. Which no. means all of us have subscribed to this narrative that herpes is bad and herpes is disgusting and herpes is meant to be stigmatized and you want to avoid getting it at all costs and all of these things. So my friend didn't, didn't know any better, but yeah. could I, should I, had I have stood up and said, hey, I'm going to call her Sarah for the sake of it. Hey, Sarah, um, that, that joke is actually really hurtful to me and I've never shared with my friends before, but it's because it's really vulnerable and I still shame myself quite a lot, but I test positive for herpes. I'm going through a process around it at the moment. Like that would have given her the opportunity to be like, oh man, I'm, I, I shouldn't have made that joke. I'm so sorry. Like we, we don't know until we know and we can call people forward to a better and more embodied way of being if we show up in our courageous, vulnerable leadership as well. Oh, I love that. And people are given a diagnosis like this all the time, but they are not their diagnosis. And you very clearly state that you test positive for the herpes virus. You are not the herpes virus it's not like that they do these tests and like they people are testing positive and then they're walking around with an outbreak all the time which i think is incredibly important to clarify right like you're not people who ex, who test positive for the herpes virus are not constantly experiencing an outbreak and they are not the herpes virus themselves 100 mm -hmm. that's why i'm really specific about my language i never say i have herpes i don't believe i have it I test positive for it. I know if I go to a blood test, I'll receive a positive blood test. And it's important that I share with my sexual partners that I do, um, my personal opinion. But I don't say that I have it. And that's part of also, I don't believe I get outbreaks. And I believe that an outbreak is a symptom of an underlying emotional trigger and or stress or a physical trigger. So I feel like saying I have herpes or I'm getting outbreaks is only going to continue to manifest that experience. So I'm very intentional about my language and my relationship with the virus to make sure that I'm supporting my body and my mental health as best as I can. And I know that was actually that, you know, the conversation around outbreaks is, I mean, I think I've had two minor ones in the past 16 months that if I didn't know it was herpes, I would have just thought I'd scratch myself shaving. Um, so it's very easy to manage. And the reason that I received those outbreaks was because I was stressed, overworking, going on my phone too much, not getting enough sleep, not drinking enough water. So, if, and I already knew those things that I was doing those things and needed to do implement those things prior to the outbreak. And when the outbreak came, I was like, thank you, body, for speaking to me. You're such an absolute miracle. Now I'll give you what you've been asking for. But my biggest fear when I first tested positive for the herpes virus was I didn't know that outbreaks are not all the time. I just thought that that outbreak and the first outbreak is your worst. I thought that that was perhaps indefinitely or every single month. And that really... Um, amplified my fear because I the virus was so unknown to me. It was so uneducated and not spoken about that I didn't know how frequent that outbreak would be and if the severity of that outbreak would continue to occur for me. So that's really what amplified my fear and my shame in those initial moments. Well, I that's, you know, really insightful. And I love that you are using it as you're like you're communicating with your body your body is not the enemy like it's it's sending you messages all the time and that's for all of us like everyone like our body is speaking to us and giving us it's communicating what it needs like you're thirsty drink water hopefully you don't actually get thirsty because you're hydrated and you're not sort of needing that so it's like those little pebbles um that's that keep coming our way or the headaches and this and that and how we choose to respond to them and interpret them is where our power lies so you do, how do you see it affect people on the daily basis? Um, because like you've said, it's no big deal, but the story that people attach to it is where the real challenge lies, is what I'm understanding from what you're sharing. Yeah, I, the biggest thing is definitely the emotional triggers. And I find a lot of people who come into my space deeply desire to love, be loved and be fully accepted by someone else and themselves. And what I'm really noticing lately is people lowering their standards, feeling like the person that they deeply desire would never uh, accept a person with the herpes virus. We've kind of defined, a lot of women come into my space and they'll say, 
I don't look like someone who would have herpes. Like I don't, I shouldn't have it. I don't look like, I'm like, well, what does a person with herpes look like? And so there's kind of this, def, the, you know, the societal definition of herpes being like disgusting or trashy or for someone that, and I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of if you've been incredibly promiscuous, but some women come into my space and they've received the virus. They've only had one or two sexual partners and they, have this belief around what being sexually promiscuous means. And they're like, I haven't had sex a lot with a lot of different people. I'm not worthy of this. So I think the biggest thing is creating acceptance around what it means for them to test positive for the virus and then doing the work to actually feel into what their standards for their life and relationships are and embodying those and being a stand for those and aligning with people who they actually desire to share their life with, knowing that they're worthy to be accepted and hold a high standard for themselves and their life and their partnerships whilst testing positive for the herpes virus. This is not just about a virus though. Like we can attach these limiting beliefs to any area of our life. And I love watching you talk about this on Instagram and raising yourself up and holding yourself to a standard um, that you seek within your life. Awareness is obviously the first step when changing the narrative of anything that you know is no longer serving us or we're giving our power away in some sort of area. But then what? So we, we're aware that we've got this energy leak, be it with the herpes virus or be it with, um, you know, like just not feeling enough when approaching relationships or not feeling enough when they're walking into a room or they're at a table with 15 women and they're not feeling like enough and they catch themselves in a shame spiral of some sort. How, I mean, such a big question, like bullet pointing it, um, but how do you support and encourage people to move through something like that? Or where do we start apart from, you know, when we catch ourselves? What name? Amazing. I just want to first address, I love that you've said that this is not herpes specific because that is the exact conversation. I have like 50% of my clients do test positive for the virus, 50% of them don't. All of them have the exact same pain points. And that's the one thing that I try to drill home to my clients who do test positive for the viruses, your emotional experience of life is no different to someone who doesn't test positive for the virus. We just blame and project at the virus. But when you're going through any thoughts and feelings of unworthiness, I would sit and ask when the seed of the thought was first planted, like I'm not good enough, I don't belong, I need to be someone other than who I am to receive love and acceptance in this world. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. Um, I have, I work with some men who believe that they need to lower their standard because they have some shame around their money story and feeling like they're not successful enough to have the woman and the family and the, the relationship that they say that they most desire. And if they only had more money, then they would be good enough. And I really love for us to go on an exploration of when we first adopted that belief and decided that that was true. I believe that I manifested the herpes virus into my life through, I believe that I created it in my mind 15 years before it actually manifested into my reality. And it, the virus was simply a symptom of my ineffective thoughts. And it was a portal to me going on an inner exploration to me truly embodying acceptance from within. So when any of your thoughts of unworthiness come up, I would love for you to just start catching the thought and hearing what it says. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not successful enough. I need to make more money before I'm worthy of. And then ask yourself when the seed of the thought was planted and what trauma occurred then for you to start believing that. What happened? What interaction occurred? Who was involved? And what you really needed then, like you created a story in that moment but what did that younger version of you actually need in that moment? And how can you start giving exactly that to yourself now? I love that. I love that. It's like the seed that grew the weed. Like it's always the, it's never, you know, like that first layer. It's the second or third why or where, but when did that happen? But why did that happen? It's like two or three deep. It's like when we, it's like, oh, she said something and it, and she said something and it hurt my feelings. It's like, yeah, but why did that hurt your feelings? Or why mm -hmm. did you feel such a visceral response to that? And when did that, it's like that little bit further, a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. 
and then that's that's where you really need to um, lean in and show a bit of love to and get really curious with and gentle. Are you rumbling with any outdated stories at the moment, Beck? Like, or what was your most recent like rewire that you've had to do any work around? Oh, my one I'm rumbling with at the moment. I would say my biggest limiting belief in relationship would definitely be um, that um, my partner would prefer a more simple woman and that eventually they'll decide that I'm too complex or difficult or emotional and that simple woman would just be easier. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably been, and I was sharing that with my one of my groups yesterday, that my bigger, my limiting belief that's always been bigger than the herpes virus is just like a simpler woman would definitely be easier than me. Oh, the too much. The, mm. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's very, you know, that thank you for sharing that. First of all, I appreciate yeah. that because I know a lot, um, a lot of it. I can relate to that a hundred percent that being um, like, and it wanting, because isn't that what the fem, feminine, all we really want is to be seen and experienced in our entirety, but then mm -hmm. finding um, people who can, hold us in that space, you know, like that's huge. That's huge. Um, but I do love that you guys, you share so many fun snippets of you and your partner on Instagram, which are hilarious um, for all of us watching. And it's really nice for me actually, because I've been single for a really long time. Um, it's nice to see, you know, what's possible in terms of like relationship and the way that you guys work together and tease each other and they're so playful. It's really, really inspiring and fun um, to be getting like a tiny little glimpse into. So if someone is listening to this or has been forwarded this potty because they've just been diagnosed or as testing positive for the herpes virus, what would you love to let them know? Mm, I would love to let them know that this could be one of the greatest teaching experiences of your life if you're willing to allow it to be it can be such a beautiful internal exploration of anything unresolved that exists inside of you and it will amplify to the surface anything that you've been avoiding facing off with um, and it really i don't think there's a fast track through your process some people some women find out today and they're willing to connect with me tomorrow and just want to annihilate the stigma immediately. I've had like 18, 21 year young women, 23 year young women just be like, I've seen that people go through huge pain with this and I'm not willing to do that. And I just want you to support me. And then other women are 50 and have been living in shame and haven't slept with anyone in 20 years. And have found me even like, I've been on a 20 year denial process and finally I've connected with you and I've watched you for two years and I think I'm ready to lean in. I think the most important thing to know is no one can make you feel ready before you're ready. I, I can't force you to do the work. I can't do the work for you. You get to desire it for yourself. But when you are ready, breakthrough is possible for you because if it's, if it's possible for one person, then it's possible for all people. And all the limiting beliefs that you're creating about yourself right now, you really get to challenge where they came from you're making very uneducated and attaching to beliefs based on a societal stigma that you know nothing about. So if you were to start challenging those beliefs, it could be so supportive for you. Things like my sex life is ruined, false. Things like who will love me now, so many people. Um, things like I can't have casual sex, false. Things like um, I'm ugly, I'm not sexy, I'm undesirable. None of those beliefs are true. So you really get to hear them challenge them, ask where they come from. And if you, you know, there are women speaking up about this now, if you resonate with a woman, if you resonate with a man, whoever it is that you resonate with, go and find people that are being a voice for you. And so every time those ineffective beliefs show up, like I have a beautiful partner, he's gorgeous, he's attractive, we have a really fulfilling sex life and herpes has never ever and will never be a block for us. Um, and so you can just break through any limiting belief that comes your way because someone else has already done it for you, which means they've paved a way for you when you're ready. And so our sexuality as women or as any, like 
just as a, a person breathing on this planet, our sensuality, it's so important. And to think that, you know, a diagnosis like a, of a skin condition would cause anyone to disconnect and shut down and disassociate from that part of their life. Like you just mentioned that you've got um, some women in your community for 20 years, they've shut that down through shame. That makes me so sad. And like you, like you just said, you can still have a thriving sex life, right? If you test positive for the herpes virus. 100%. It yeah. doesn't, it, the, you can do sexually any single thing that anyone without, a vir uh, without the virus can do. The only block when it comes to it is your beliefs about it. And the person, you mostly, it's around activating our voice and sharing and expressing our truth and our vulnerability with our sexual partner so that when we're having sex, we're present to them. A lot of people, because there's so much shame, they try to disclose, shame shows up, they get cold feet. In the heat of the moment, they have sex with the person. In the back of their mind, they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So they're never truly fully present to sex, which blocks them from being truly sexually expressed, which blocks you from the amount of pleasure that you're able to receive, which blocks you from the amount of pleasure that you're able to give to another person, which blocks you from the depth of connection that you're able to create with that person. So essentially, the lack of courage and willingness to really do and say the courageous thing is the block around all of this beautiful experience uh, that you really desire, connection, intimacy, pleasure, relationships. So um, I'm having so many women reach out to me now saying, I've finally been following you for so long and I cultivated the courage and I disclosed. And he was like, I really respect you. He had so much more respect for me. We've had the best sex ever. You activating your voice is truly the key to all the things you say that you most desire. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now you've touched on the, the work that you do. I have seen, um, you know, you have these beautiful larger programs that happen. So how can people work with you, Beck, and where can we find you? Oh, I'm most active on Instagram to get the quickest reply from me personally. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone is really welcome to connect with me there. I usually have um, some one-on-one -on -one private mentorships available. Uh, that can be applied via application. And then I have breakthrough programs specifically for women who test positive for the herpes virus. And every three months I do a 12 week transformational program for women that are there for total life transformation, willing to look beyond the herpes virus and just completely ready to activate their voice and start living their most fully expressed life. But for any of that stuff, IG is your quickest and most available place to find me. Beck, thank you so much for the work that you do in the world, for being so sassy and so funny. And I know that most of my community here, I share a lot of memes and um, good one-liners and Beck sends, like shares some bangers. So if you like a bit of sass and aren't afraid of a bit of swearing, which no one here is, um, get on over to find Beck um, on Instagram and you'll love her just as much as I did. And yeah, this is not just about people who test positive for the herpes virus. Like you can relate the way that Beck shares these teachings and apply it to wherever your limiting beliefs are and your blocks. And I'm so grateful that we got to chat today. Thank you so much, Beck. Katie, you're amazing. Thank you for holding space for this conversation. Anytime.